You're listening to The Real World on CATR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded traditional and ancestral lands of the Hunkamunum-speaking Musqueam people here on the UBC Vancouver campus. You just heard Roses for Ruins by Leaf Hall off of her album, Roses for Ruins. Um, welcome. This is The Real World. Uh, we are the UBC Film Society's radio show where we connect with other campus clubs and organizations through film, or at least we try to. Um, today, we are talking about Rainier Werner Fassbinder. He is a German director, lover, liver, etc. But before I jump into that, um, I guess I'll just give y'all um, an update on what the film society is doing, blah, 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 what's happening in cinema, I guess this week or up, coming up. Um, Filmsock is getting their theater back in hopefully August, maybe September, which is super exciting. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Norman Bouchard Memorial Theater on Vancouver campus has been closed for the past two years as the building it's in is under renovations and Filmsock has been desperate and lonely and we need our theater back so that's really really exciting um we also have a whole new executive who you listeners will probably meet soon um the new chair co-chairs are marissa who was co-chair this year and charlie who is our social coordinator um yeah check out our website i guess if you want to see pics or whatever um that's pretty much it, I guess, for Film Sock. Exciting transitional time. It's the summer-ish. It fully was summer yesterday. Now it's back in spring, but that's fine. We're surviving, or at least trying to. 
Um, but back to the topic of today, we're talking about Rainier Werner Fassbinder. For those of you who don't know, he's a German director um, who was active in like the 60s through 80s, um, produced a lot of his films in Berlin, Munich, um, really, really cool. Um, I actually chose this topic. Unfortunately, Dama isn't here today. I don't think Dama's going to come back. Um, she's really busy, but if you, uh, call in, maybe she will. <laughs> um, maybe that's a long shot, but you can try. Um, but I chose this topic because I don't know if you guys remember, there was this whole meme craze, um, for all of you who are on Instagram, Twitter, whatever, um, where, it was like a it was a series of like that Mar uh, a spin on that Marilyn Monroe quote, quote that's like if you don't uh, love me at my worst you don't deserve me at my best, and people were um, taking like um, uh, replacing best and worst the words with different topics or different emotions and things and I have a friend who's pretty active on social media who posted um, he's South Asian. Um, part of the South Asian diaspora in Toronto and um he's a really like he's a pretty big activist on um like xenophobia and issues like that in Canada and he posted a thing that was like if you don't love me yet my Victoria and Abdul which is a movie that came out a couple years ago um you don't deserve me at my alley fear eats the soul um and I was like, okay, I really want to see Ali Fierce the Soul. I have less than no desire to see Victoria Abdul and Abdul because uh, it looked pretty bad. <laughs> um, so I guess I don't deserve, I didn't deserve to watch Ali, but I did it anyway. And it was amazing. It was really, really great. And I'll talk about that a little bit more. Um, but before, I want to talk a little bit about Werner's, no, Rainier's it's just like the most German name I've ever heard in my entire life which is cool um but Rainier Werner Fassbinder's um history a little bit um I was doing like very basic research like just on Wikipedia and it reads like a movie <laughs> it's so funny I'm sure that the person who wrote it a was a massive fan um because it's very detailed but also um, has like a theatrical flair because it is the most dramatic thing I've ever read on Wikipedia in my entire life. Um, but he um, was born in Bavaria in 1945, so just after World War II ended, like when it was about to, I guess. Um, and he did not get along with his mom. His parents were like separated. Um and he was staying with his mom but like was rebellious and was sent to boarding school but escaped and like dropped out and then went to live with his dad and like this whole like there's it's so funny he it keeps um like oh, I'm trying to find this one sentence oh yeah though they argued constantly Fassbender stayed with his father for a couple years while attending night school okay while that retrospectively is a pretty boring sentence but how do you know that they argued constantly there's just so much that could happen it feels it feels dramatic I'm sticking to that <laughs> I don't care if you agree um but he came out as gay when he was um an adolescent um and did a lot of work with theater um, before getting into film, he was an actor for a while and acted in um, several of his films as well. And um, got into the industry, whatever, and then started making these really, really beautiful, um, like, just like observations on um, like human pain and like inconsistency. I've been kind of mixing up him uh the last episode we did was on eric romare who's a french director and that was a really fun one um check it out on cotr.ca um 
and I've just kind of like I loved Romero's films and I've I've kept watching it as I was preparing for this episode as well or kept watching them excuse me and although they're very different um stylistically um even content wise um Romare and Fastbinder both kind of spoke on the just lunacy of emotion. So Fastbinder kind of delves more into the pain and um, harm that humans are capable of, really, and the ira- the irrationality of it all. And Romare spoke more on love and like how silly it is and how blind people can be and while Fastbinder touches on that as well he kind of has a a wider breadth and also a um a more negative one um I would say which is really really cool like that's something that I really admired about both of them um really really great check them out if you haven't seen them but style, I want to just talk also briefly about um, uh, Fastbinder's style, which uh, this might be <laughs> a very like a useless observation, but it feels like very German in the seventies um, and sixties. There, it's like very. I don't want to say color blocked, but um, very strong. Um spaces of color on the screen and very deliberate everything about his movies is so deliberate um just the movements the way the camera moves the way the actor move actors move the way props are placed the way like a skirt like spins absolutely everything is considered and deliberate and executed really really well um I think that that um not to just compare Romare to Fastbinder this whole episode but um Romare kind of leaned um erred more on the side of um like natural human like almost being like this is a screenshot into a natural normal um human response so people moved like it was like oh we're all just sitting around chatting and that's where a lot of the action or the conflict came out of just like conversation and um people interacting in really natural ways and while uh, Fastbinder also has a lot of um like the just moments of yeah just natural human interaction I guess um because that is what he is observing at the end of the day but or trying to replicate but in this kind of world of constructed space which is really really just fascinating especially considering the time that he was making this um a lot of these movies during the cold war the wall was up um and the phenomenon or the experience of being a natural living person with natural experiences and natural reactions in a really highly politicized, a really highly regulated space, um, geographically, economically, socially, everything, um, is really, really, um, just speaks, speaks volumes, I would say. Um, so before I start talking about the films that I watched, um, I watched Ali Fiert's The Soul, which came out in 1974, and The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant, which came out in 1972. I'm going to play a couple songs to kind of ease us in, as well as some community messages. So first up is going to be, um, a new track by... U.S. U.S. girls, um, they're pretty cool. I really enjoy them. This album came out in April, 
Um, yeah, a new album came out in April. Um, and I'm going to play Don't Understand That Man. Um, because who understands that man? Not me. <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening so far to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. and Mint Records have released their biannual collab, Pop Alliance, Volume 5. This glamorous record features staple Vancouver artists, Devours, Swim Team, Lord Fuckerman, Chris Arific, So, so, so many more. Get your copy for only $15 on iTunes or at the Mint Records store now. Without the help and support of our friends, we here at CITR wouldn't be able to bring you all the great music, art, cinema, and culture that you love. Thanks to the long-standing support from the Rio Theatre, we are able to keep you informed on all the great artists, films, and everything else coming to town there. For all the current information about who and what's playing at the Rio Theatre, visit their website at www.riotheatre.ca.
Welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM broadcasting LIVE live from the unceded traditional and ancestral land of the Hunkamino speaking Musqueam people here on UBC Vancouver campus. You just heard Les Portes du Penitencier, maybe, um, by the group Le Club des Hachichis. Um, off of the album Les Sens de la Vie. Nailed that one. Um, you are also listening to The Real World on CATR 1.9 FM. And we are talking about Rainier Burner Fassbender. I have been mixing up the order of that name for weeks. And by bender, I mean binder. See, there we go. Um, the reason that I played that song and the song before that by um, U.S. Girls, Don't Understand That Man, is because, A, they're new Canadian content, which is cool. Um, U.S. Girls is out of Toronto, and the uh, other group is out of Montreal, um, is because a lot of this... A lot of what uh, Fastbinder, <coughs> excuse me, um, touches on in his films is irrationality, human existence. What does it all mean? I don't know, but Fastbinder is going to try to tell you, um, and also the pain of love, etc. Um, so that's mainly the U.S. girl song. The other um, song, the French song. I was mainly drawn to it because of the cover art. It's kind of like a classical painting of... It must be Narcissus, the guy who um, is so... He finds himself so beautiful, falls in love with himself, um, and is drowned because he's looking at his reflection and falls into the river. Cute story. Thank you, uh, ancient Greeks. That's pretty cute of you. Um, but it, it's this, like, classical image. Um, he has, like, laurel in his hair and, like, a toga. So, that ties in really well with, um, one of the films I watched, The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant, um, made in 1972 by Rainier Werner Fassbinder. This film was amazing i adored it um a because the story is really interesting and pretty heartbreaking um but b because it looks so cool so the whole film takes place in petra von kant's living room and by living room i mean bedroom which is kind of like she hosts all her guests there which is cool i want to do that um, and she's a fashion designer, so 
her clothes are amazing they're so cool they're so beautiful um but it starts she's lying in bed and um her maid marlena um wakes her up she's annoyed by it she uh talks to someone on the phone gets ready um and her friend visits and you find out that she's um recently ish divorced um she has a daughter she meets another woman karen um they um have dinner together and karen moves in with her they're in love and then it all goes downhill from there what's really interesting about this film i found was it's kind of in just four acts. It's very theatrical. It seems very much um, influenced by Fastbinder's work in, yeah, just theater. Because it's so neatly, it's, it is essentially a play. Yeah, it's one room, four different scenes. Um, but it, it, there are some filmmakers who try to translate... Or I've seen some films that try to translate theater to cinema and it doesn't really work because um, with film you can do so much um, like it, it almost can be more boring it doesn't need to be as over the top because you can get to know the characters really really well and um, you have more, the, the filmmaker has more control than any director or screenplay writer because you're making a film and you are controlling what everyone sees. You're controlling every angle that they see. You're controlling how everyone moves. Once you make a film and once that's forever, um, or once, once that's, uh, completed and you watch it, everyone's going to be watching the same movie. They might have different reactions. They might have different, they might see different colors, but essentially they're all watching the same movie whereas in theater you could be sitting um in a box you could be sitting um on the floor or whatever right in front of the theater or the stage um and your every angle is going to be different the actors might fumble a line one night they might improv another thing the next night they might trip on something they might move at a different angle there's just so much that you can't control which is pretty beautiful um but translating that to film theater almost needs to be to be universal or to be as um cohesive as possible it needs to be dramatic it needs to be huge whereas with film it's, i find it more interesting when the um action and the characters and the conflict are more um focused but he translates that really really beautifully um the room that um petra von Kant sleeps in her bedroom <laughs> um has this huge wall behind her um or on the on the uh, like left side of her bed and it's just covered in a massive mu classical mural so there are um women like fainting there's like someone like reaching out kind of like that god and i guess what is it adam painting where they're like fingers almost touching um there's like a fawn there's like everyone's has like wine and their laurels it's and it's very red um and he uses that really really well um as a camera um he meant like he really takes the formula i guess of the film and uses it wholly to his advantage um and like i mentioned kind of briefly before her clothes are maybe not that briefly <laughs> her clothes are amazing um and something that i really loved or i found really interesting about this film was she um her getting she's always getting ready she's always getting dressed um and she's always putting on a new wig and she's always like 
every time she um, is presented, because at the first scene you see her just get out of bed and like get ready and like put on her new wig and like clean her face and everything. Um, so every time you see her, you throughout the film in a different rig with a different eyelash, like um, whatever, blah, 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 a different outfit. Um, you have a sense of what that transformation is like and what that process is. And it's striking. It just, I found it added so much to the experience of watching the film, knowing um, the preparation and knowing that that's really not, knowing that it's a facade and that being really visible was really, really interesting to me. And the film is heartbreaking. Um, Karen leaves Petra and she falls apart um, in a, like, very dramatic tirade. Um, it's an interesting, um, view on, because for so long homosexuality was listed as a mental illness, um, and her lesbian relationship with Karen, she's like, I'm not, like, that's not what made her, um, that's not the unnatural thing, that's not the broken thing it's that she was deserted and that she was left behind by the woman who she loved um and the uh, like what unhealthy love is um really really beautiful and like how hard like how hard and heartbreaking that can be which was cool um yeah just really sad but i was gonna play a couple more songs um and then talk more about ali how fear eats the soul um this is um a track by munya it's called hatley um again out of montreal uh so thank you so much for listening to the real world so far um yeah catch you on the flip side
You know what's better than reading a great magazine? Reading a great magazine that also helps you fight poverty. Megaphone Magazine is sold by homeless and low-income vendors on the streets of Vancouver and Victoria. Vendors buy magazines for 75 cents and sell them for $2. It's flexible, low-barrier work for people who may not have access to traditional jobs. Download the Megaphone app to find vendors and buy the magazine even when you don't have change. Vancouver Reloaded, playing your favorite tunes and mouth-humping your ear holes full of voice talk. Yeah, we do that. Welcome back to the real world on CITR 101.9 FM, broadcasting live from the unceded traditional and ancestral land of the Hunkamino-speaking Musqueam people here on UBC Vancouver campus. Um, you are listening, no, you are, yeah, you're also listening to the real world, but you just listened to Bitter by Lemonade Stand. Um, it felt like it made sense <laughs> because, well, the film that I watched, um, one of the films that I watched was The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant bitters in the name of that so boom um the real world it's a movie about not a movie about shows it's a show about movies um and i'm talking about rainier Werner fassbinder today um he's a german filmmaker who's active in the 60s through 80s um very very cool very very dramatic so yes i just finished up talking about the film The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant from 1972. If you haven't seen it, I would highly, highly recommend it. It's quite uh, gorgeous. The other film that I watched, though, is Ali, Fear Eats the Soul. Um, 
this is the film that um, kind of instigated this episode. Um, it was like really roundabout recommended to me. If you've been listening the whole time, then you know the really cute story. But for those of you who haven't been, you don't need to know it. <laughs> um, but this film, um, I, w- I watched it and I, I felt sad because um like nothing's changed which is disappointing um fast binder fast binder excuse me has a history or more than once he he a lot of his films touch on um homophobia and homosexuality drawing off of his experiences and the experience of his other queer peers um but also a lot about immigration and about ostracization um, one of his, um, most famous films, oh, I'm not going to say this movie, right? The movie title, um, Ketzelmacher, it's like, just like a, a young people hanging out in, like, Bavaria, small town Bavaria, and this Greek guy comes, and he, it's one of his first ones from 1969, um, and he's really horribly discriminated against by a lot of these, like, this group of Greek youth, or, excuse me, of Bavarian youth. Um, and Ali, which came out, or Fury to the Soul, which came out in 1974, um, focuses a, a lot more on, um, xenophobia and, um, yeah, ig- I guess ignorance. Um, so... This film is set, oh, I want to say Bremen, but I'm not sure. It's set in Germany, and that's all you really need to know. Um, And this woman is like, it's raining outside, and she's an older woman. And she um, just ducks into a bar just to not be in the rain anymore. And it's a bar that serves a lot of South Asian folks, or I guess um, Northern African folks in this case. Um... And she is never, like, she's just, like, a white German lady. She's never really, she's been quite sheltered. And um, this man comes and talks to her from Morocco and offers to walk her home. And she's like, yes, please. And he comes up. She makes him breakfast. He spends the night. um, And then she goes into work the next day and... Um, discusses with her co-workers um, like someone brings up immigration and is really the instant reaction of her peers is um, hatred and violence and just ignorance and she experiences that with pretty much everyone in her life her um her neighbors, she lives in an apartment building, are quite cruel to her. And Ali, and she and Ali eventually, they, their relationship kind of builds and they get married. And she tells her children and they um, abandon her. They reject her. And um, her apartment tenants whatever um are quite cruel they give her more like collective chores to do um are cruel to Ali she gets sad um her co-workers won't talk to her anymore her grocer won't serve her anymore um and she's just totally because she loves this man she's like totally isolated from her community and her um everyone in her life essentially and that's devastating (laughs) obviously um but also like Ali feels responsible Ali feels stifled um there's a pretty big age difference and she like won't um make couscous for him she she's i it was an interesting 
it wasn't really uh, the focus of the film, but I found it a really interesting um, piece that touched on like even though you're in um, a like quote unquote non traditional relationship, you don't. like that doesn't mean that you're the best ally in the world it doesn't mean that you are sensitive to or respectful of a lot of the um difficulties that like in this case immigrants face um just like being away from things that make them comfortable and there's the this like pretty heartbreaking scene where he's like I want couscous please and she's like no like you're in Germany like eat bread and he's like no thank you and then he has an affair um and that's messy and then it becomes more and more distant from her she's really sad she's given up so much for him like he's like gambling um but in the end spoiler alert i guess sorry um he's like i slept with someone else he's she's like i don't care like he's like i didn't like i love you i don't love her she's like i know like we're gonna work on this and like i like we love each other and like that's what matters um and it was really beautiful um and I loved it and I think that like I mean I haven't seen all of Fastbinder's filmography although I probably will now um but he from what I can tell his view on love at least and and um Ali Furiates the Soul also um similarly the Petra von Kant or the bitter tears of Petra von Kant used the space he frame like uh, Fastbinder frames he likes to frame people a lot um he likes to position um colors in um really interesting ways and this is not uh, like this film was not an exception to that um but it's it's definitely less kind of aggressive than in uh, the bitter tears of Petra von Kant, which I mean, think like matches the message of the film. But they both they both speak on like yes, the irrationality of love, but also the like the timelessness of love and like the pain of love, and that I think was really really interesting, and I think he did it like brutally and beautifully. Um, but that's all the time I really have today. Um, thank you for listening to me. <laughs> You'll probably hear more of me more regularly, I hope. If you haven't seen a Fastbinder film or you're on the fence about it, I would like this is one of the ones um, I would really recommend doing. I mean, I've never watched a f- film for this show and been like, oh, I wish I hadn't watched that. But this week was really a pleasure and like a total treat and like even just watch it for how beautiful it is and I would watch the bitter tears of Petra von Kant for fashion inspiration because oh my gosh um but thanks for going on this journey with me it was pretty cool I hope you liked it (laughs) um I'm gonna close the show with um a song eternal flame called like parentheses sorry i almost said colon i was like that's not it um in parentheses calathea crocata i don't know why i chose (laughs) to say uh, only songs that i don't know how to say the names of today um but but before I play that, I um there are a few things happening in the community that I wanted to speak on. Um, so first, um, a ad that I played in the show was for the Rio Theater. Um, I think that the Save the Rio um, like money 
campaign. It was extended to April 16th, so that's over. But the Rio is um, a pretty big staple in the film community. They are one of the only theaters um, left that's like actually pretty accessible for um, young filmmakers. They host film festivals like Crazy 8. They also host burlesque shows. Um, and have like throwback nights and it's one of the last independent theaters in the city and um, for anyone who is interested in film or in um, cinema at all it really like at least me it breaks my heart to go around um, Vancouver and especially because so many independent theaters have been shut down and are now like like rock climbing facilities or whatever that's in Toronto but it's still sad <laughs> um and it would just be like that's a big the Rio's a big one um so if you can support them in any way please do um also next week I think it is is the Doxa documentary festival really really cool um it's just a series of documentaries it's a bunch it's a bunch of documentaries um so if you're into that, you should do it. Um, one of our, uh, at the station, one of our staff, um, Alex DeBoer has a film in it. I'm not sure when or what it is, but check it out. Look her up. Um, and then finally, um, I played a promo for Queer FM, which is a show here on CITR. Um, the host of that show is quite sick. So just sending thoughts and love to her um, right now. Cool. Thanks for letting me do that. Up next is Dave Radio with Radio Dave. Um, really, really cool show all about local theater and film and all that amazing stuff. So stay tuned and primed for that one. Um, and now I will play Eternal Flame, Calatea Crocata. Nailed that. Um, this song is by Aural, A-U-R-A-L. Um, it's a German ambient artist. So take from that what you will. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to The Real World on CITR 101.9 FM. <laughs> <laughs> 